Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 113 for the 12th of Adar Base and Alipir. And today we are beginning chapter 37, a new chapter. Before we begin, I want to ask you guys a question. Imagine that you were hired by Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, any of these really big companies back in the day when they were first starting out. And they gave you two options. They said you can be a salaried employee or we can pay you in stocks. You can have a part of our company as your payment. Knowing what you know now, let's say you had the ability to see into the future somehow and you were able to see what these companies would have become, which form of payment would you prefer? I'm hoping if you are intelligent (laughs) enough, you would pick stocks and you would not just pick the salaried employee because no matter how high your salary is, pretty much, I think we can pretty much guarantee that owning stock in any of these companies from back in the day when they were first getting started was probably a lot more valuable. Another way to maybe think about this is in terms of mining. Let's say if you were very skilled at being a gold miner, if a mining company hired you, would you prefer that they pay you an hourly rate for the amount of time that you are working? Or would you be prefer to be paid in the gold that you uncover in your mining process? So most likely, again, you would pick that gold that you are uncovering. And nowadays, maybe a more applicable and contemporary example would be Bitcoin mining. So people who mine Bitcoin, the way that they get paid is with Bitcoin itself. So it's not like they're just getting some random paycheck. They are getting paid in Bitcoin. It's true they don't get to keep all of the Bitcoin that they mine, but they are getting paid in Bitcoin. So it's a similar idea. So what all of these examples really point to is this thing that the highest form of reward for your labor really resides and really is the results of your labor itself. So you're putting in a certain amount of time into a company and that company is becoming profitable because of you, you should see those profits. You don't want to just be a hourly employed, not to dis hourly employees. I know there's a lot of value in that as well. But as we'll see today, when we're talking about Torah and mitzvahs, and that's the topic of today's Tanya, the amazing thing about the reward that we get from the Torah and mitzvahs that we do is that it actually is a lot more similar to the stockholder or to the miner who gets to keep the gold that they uncover than it is to the paid hourly employee. So how is this so? Is as we'll learn in the Tanya of today, basically every single time that we do a mitzvah, which is basically our work for Hashem, right? It's like as if we are the Hashem's employees. It's not like Hashem just gives us like a nice little token and salary of some sort, like of some kind. The reward that we get for doing that mitzvah 
is in contained within the mitzvah itself. So it's like basically what that means is that on kind of like a cosmological level, every time we do a mitzvah, we are kind of the same way that a miner is uncovering the gold that's inherent in the ground or an employee of Apple or Google is uncovering the value with inherent within the company. When we do mitzvahs of God, for God's mitzvahs, we are uncovering the reality of godliness here in the world. So let's get straight into the text and see how the Alter Rebbe explains this and hopefully it will become clear. So the Alter Rebbe says that here the completion of this purpose of the times of Mashiach and the resurrection of the dead, which is what we started talking about in last in the last chapter, which is what is this Mashiach? What is this Tchesamisim? This revelation of the dead. This is the revelation of the infinite light of God in this physical world. And what is this dependence upon? How does this revelation of God's light in this physical world come about? It's the mitzvah itself. Because through doing the mitzvah itself, a person draws down the revelation of godly light, of the infinite light, from above to below to become vested in this physicality of this physical world into something that in the beginning, it started out as being under the dominion of the klipas noga. So remember we talked about klipas noga, that's like the husks, the shells that are translucent, so they can be transformed, but yet they are shells. And that it receives its vitality from these husks of, and shells. And then the altar rabbi reviews here, what are these things that are under the dominion of Klipas Noga? These are all the things that are pure in actuality and they're they're allowed. So it's there's nothing wrong with them. They're not like impure things. And they, we can do them. We are permitted to do practical mitzvahs with them. So for example, this could be like the strap of a tefillin or a mezuzah or a Sefer Torah. And then here, the Altar Rabbit cites the Gemara in Masechet Shabbos, page 108a, which says, which literally means for the work of heaven, only that which is pure and permissible to eat may be used. So meaning to say, basically in plain English, that we're only allowed to do mitzvahs with objects which are permissible. And similarly in Esrog, that we use you know, on Sukkot, that is not in Arla. So in Arla, not to get to into the details of what that is here, but basically the, we're not allowed to eat the tree's first three harvests. And so an asteroid that we use cannot come from the tree's first three harvests. So that's the basic idea. And so to mitzvahs that we, um, and so to charity money that we give to tzedakah that is not from stolen charity, from stolen money, and those kind of things. And then the altar just puts a footnote here in brackets, and he says that Arla is from the three klipos atmeos, the three impure klipos, which cannot ever rise up and cannot ever be elevated. And so to any kind of mitzvah that comes from sin. So that's the end of this section. So just to recap this and explain this and bring it back to what I was talking about in the beginning. So basically... We are only allowed to do mitzvahs with permissible objects. If we steal money, we're not allowed to use that money and then go give it to charity and say, oh, look, we just did the mitzvah of charity. We are not allowed to take an impure animal and use that to make tefillin. We are not allowed to take an, a type of fruit, an, an esrog, like a, the type of fruit that's known as an esrog, which comes from an arla that comes from a tree, which is a, the first three harvests, which is forbidden, and use that as our esrog and our lulav and esrog. So in order to do a mitzvah, we need to be using specifically permissible objects. And we already explained previously that these permissible objects 
receive their vitality from what's known as klipas noga. So it is a husk. So it's not something that totally reveals God, but it's a translucent husk in the sense that it has the ability to reveal God, if only for our actions. That's where our free will comes in, where we have the ability to transform these things. And so basically, to bring it back to the example of the stockholder or the miner and how this all fits in, it's in my mind anyways, is that the way that you can kind of think of the world is that we're living in this world and there are all kinds of different objects within this world. And our purpose in this world is to uncover the godliness inherent here in this world, uncover the hidden reality, which is here, the true reality, which is godliness. The way that we do that is by performing different mitzvahs. The way we perform the mitzvahs is through these different objects that God designated for us as being permissible for us to use as mitzvah objects. So that would be like the, they give the example of the the tefillin strap, which is made out of leather, um, the mezuzah and the sefer Torah, which is also made out of animal hide, an esrog, all of these things. When we take these objects, which are really kind of like just neutral in their being, and we use them to perform a mitzvah, we uncover the godliness that's inherent within them. And then our reward becomes this uncovering of the godliness, that now there is this revelation in the world. Just like if a person is mining gold and then they uncover that gold now that gold is there and now that gold is uncovered and now we have that gold or so too if you're working for a company and then it's instead of just getting paid whatever if the payment is in stock it's like you actually see that your work paid off in growing this company in building up the company so i hope that made sense uh, and enlightens the Tanya for you a little bit. We're going to continue along these lines tomorrow when we complete the chapter and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak Ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.